There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Did you know? Oh, Christ. Fun Here fact. She goes. Hello and welcome back to Test Tube Baby. Oh my goodness, the sun is finally shining. I do want to apologise. I feel like I've mentioned the weather in at least two of the last three episodes during our introduction. Uh, but it's just, we're British and it's something that clearly I am interested in talking about. But the sun is shining. Thank God. It's the end of May 2021. Uh, Tris and I went out today for the first time in what feels like forever to a little National Trust property. Feeling very cultured very british very british it was very nice need to stop saying the word of very uh, and we've just ordered a papa john's pizza which is also ra- very british is it is it no. not american bra- <laughs> it's italian pizza combining with papa john who i Guess sure is american he sounds quite american <laughs> okay nothing Sorry. british about I it i do have gullible written on my forehead yeah that's arriving in um okay quick maths miranda 30 43 minutes so for the first time in forever, oh, I've got it wrong. Tristan's laughing. No, at you're me. right. But oh, it's just yes. funny that it took you that long to work it out. <laughs> Stop it. It's time. Um, forty-three minutes. So for once in our lives, Tristan, we have to do this succinctly and not waffle. Uh, so if you haven't yet, please do subscribe to our podcast. Honestly, it's the best way to support us. It really, really does help us out. And if you haven't already, leave a review. I would be so interested to know as well in the reviews, um, like what part of your journey you're on. If you're just listening because you're interested, which is totally welcome uh, or if you're listening because you're sort of expecting to do IVF in the near future it would just be fascinating uh, so my name is Miranda Burns and over there recovering from a bout of hay fever so let's hope he doesn't sneeze is Tristan Hall oh my god wow it's been a tough few days for my hay fever hasn't it I'm so sorry I I don't know if anyone else who's listening suffers with hay fever I'm sure many of you do something like 30% of the UK public do yeah, wow. but we have a really weird hay fever season because it can range from anything from like March all the way until September. Yeah. And because different pollen comes out at different points, <laughs> it hits people at different points. I mean, this podcast episode so far is absolutely fascinating, So, um, but wait a second. <laughs> I've just had the worst week I've had in a long time, haven't yeah, I? Yeah, you've really suffered. I, I still sound, I can hear myself now, I still sound did. nasal. Yeah, a, a lot oh, of people come at you and say, oh yeah, I get really bad hay fever. Like I used to be one of those people and I I do, I do get bad hay fever. Tristan gets it worse. I don't know anybody who gets hay fever like Tristan gets hay fever. Tristan, when he gets hay fever, like physically can't open his eyes as in his eyes just kind of gunk 
shut and you have to lie in a dark oh, room no- your nose. nose oh my god the stuff that comes out of your nose constantly we have to this is too much information no, go we're going it. there we're going go <laughs> you're it. giving you me a look we were um we were out and about recently i'm not going to give you the specifics but we just needed to be out and about and tris was going he was suffering with hay fever uh so what i needed to do was periodically every 15 minutes or so take some tissue paper that i brought with me in anticipation in the car and twist it up into these plugs, which we would then stuff into each of your nostrils, which would last there for about 10, 15 minutes until you sneezed so aggressively <laughs> that they would fire out like something being shot from a gun. The footwell of my car is just full of these hay fever confetti-esque horrible awful balls it's like spitballs in school but like yeah the worst kind they remain damp for a long time and you know how i know because he's still struggling a little bit now and you were on the sofa with it recently and i thought oh i'll be i'll be the dutiful housewife i'll clear up after you picked up these sodden sticky tissues you know when like the tissue like separates onto your hand and i was like i love him i love him i love him i love him as i carried this wad to the bin anyway welcome back to test tube baby (laughs) so wherever you are we hope you're having the best day and hopefully you're not suffering with hay fever thank you so much for listening if you're new to our podcast family in test tube baby we chat through all things ivf and hopefully beyond because cross your fingers that one day there is going to be a baby joining us on this podcast. I pray there'll be a moment where a baby goes like, nah, in the background and then... A baby goat or a baby human? Oh, I don't think that was that bad. We'll need to listen it back was quite edit. bad. It was quite <laughs> If it's bad, can we repaste it in now? In true Tristan and Miranda style, there'll be a whole lot of tangents, more than one euphemism, and inevitably we will expose and embarrass ourselves. Today's episode is all about the two-week wait. If you're an IVF or ICSI veteran, then you know all about this. Um, It's actually a requested episode, which, to be honest, makes perfect sense because it's arguably the hardest part of the process. Injecting yourself is difficult. I mean, I take that back. Finding out we were infertile, that was the hardest part of the process. That was quite a low point. I remember sobbing into your arms in bed, Tristan. Um, But when it comes to the actual sort of ins and outs of doing IVF, you are guided throughout almost all of it with semi-daily phone calls. There's a nurse at the other end of the phone whenever you need her. Like, they're so supportive. Um, And then the two-week wait is the two weeks that you wait post-embryo transfer. So you get that little embryo pop back inside you and you have to wait two weeks until you can do a pregnancy test to see if it works. And at that point, they just let you go. You know, you're just into the wild and you're responsible for yourself. And it's a little bit terrifying. Now, obviously, when you listen to our podcast, you just hear my voice and Tristan's voice. But we are so happy because we've managed to create this little kind of outside of podcast episode recording community, this group of fantastic people who have found us through the podcast. Uh, and now we chat to on Instagram. We have lots of these like little internet friends and you guys are amazing. Um, and I, I work really hard and Tristan works really hard at trying to get back to all of you. If we haven't yet, I do apologize, but we we damn well try our bloody hardest (laughs) and I make such an effort to and then I just get overwhelmed I'm like ah but I am trying I will do it I will do it um and there is one couple in particular that um Tris you've gotten quite close to and well I mean you you take it away yeah so 
a lovely couple, yes. Uh, I will refer to them as B and C. They'll They'll, know who they are. They'll They'll know know who they they are. are. They've just done a frozen embryo transfer, having done a transfer at the same time as us. Um, Unfortunately, it didn't work, but sending them all of the positive baby-making vibes right now for this frozen embryo transfer. So the last one didn't work. Yeah. And this one is currently sitting in C's uterus. Two-week wait. They had the mandatory McDonald's. Did they? Yes, legends. I think he he said he snuck in a cheeky little cheeseburger as well. Um, I mean, it's less than you did. I swear you did cheeseburger, chicken nuggets and a McFlurry. Well, I shall also say it coincided with the day that you and I had McDonald's breakfast. So we've actually given them all of the, like, we've done our bit too. Stop. Hang on. So the day that they had their frozen frozen embryo embryo transfer, transfer, we unknowingly went to McDonald's as well. Yeah, I mean, I knew, oh. I knew. Oh, you? But knew, but I like, didn't know. It wasn't. It, it wasn't like the, the the rationale behind me going for McDonald's breakfast. But now I now I know in hindsight that it was definitely that day. I'm like, well, of course it was. It was subconscious. That's such a good omen. All and, the support. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're listening right now, please, 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 just if it's safe to do so, close your eyes and squeeze really, really tightly and send all the baby dust and good luck and love and best wishes to B and C. We literally will have everything crossed for them. I guess in the words of Julie Andrews, oh, she's featured before. Oh, here she is again. Here's Julie. Let's start at the very beginning. Don't worry, I'm not going to sing. But I want to talk about when I had the embryo transfer, because obviously that is the beginning of the two-week wait. You are laid down on a table. Uh, We've done a whole episode about the embryo transfer. Would you just a table? Okay, no, it wasn't a table. I'm just adding it for dramatic effect. I'm just trying to because I wasn't here at the time, right? This is obviously a COVID mm. IVF cycle, so I was not present in the room when the embryo transfer was in done. In the room where it happened, Hamilton. Sorry, musical theatre references. You're having a busy day, aren't you? I'm on one. All over the place. <laughs> busy um, day. I just, I just want to know what. I mean, you say table because when you say table, I think of like a a, a school. Desk. See, I table. think I think I, of like a Victorian operating theatre. I don't. Did you know? Oh Christ! Fun Here fact she goes. that the reason why it's called going to theatre is because back a day when they used to perform surgery, people would come and watch. And so, when you would have surgery, you would be on a table or like the operating table, whatever, um, and there'd be the surgeon. He was more of a butcher, to be honest. Let's be realistic. Tristan's giving me a glare. I'm sorry if I'm going too far. Hell, Jesus Christ. Should have put a trigger warning on this. And then there would be people sat around, like in, like, you know, like in the circle, like as in raised seating, watching you. And that's why it's called the theatre. I think that's right. When I hear that, I think of the scene in Team America where they're balmorphizing. Well, about, is it balmorphizing? What? Um, Morphication and they do it to, to Gary Johnson and he's there and they like they turn him into a um he they I'm not I'm not You're gonna not say explain this very well they change his race okay I didn't I'm trying to put his do foot it around politely yeah they change his race I think if um, anyone's watched Team America they'll understand you'll understand the scene it's, it's a really funny scene oh my god can you just do me a favor very quickly can you Google origins of operating theatre because I want to check that's right okay. Early dedicated rooms for surgical procedures were called operating theatres because they were literally theatres, built in a gallery style for public observation. It was not unknown for an operation to be cancelled because public demand was such that a larger theatre had to be found. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm here all week. So I wasn't allowed to come and watch your embryo transfer. And back a day, 
They're selling tickets to the bloody things. I know. Can you imagine if they'd have been there for my um, first laparoscopy? Because that was extended. So they'd have thought... Oh, the extended a, edition. They'd, they'd have thought they'd signed up for like a two hour, five hours later. Like, oh, we're really getting our money's worth. This is a good one, isn't it? Oh, God, it's awful. I'm so sorry, everyone. How did we get there? Oh, the table. I wasn't on a table <laughs> at all. I was on one of those like bed things with stirrups that you put your feet in. You know the sort, especially if you've been on this journey too. Um, so yeah, anyway, when that happens... When you have to then afterwards get off the table after the embryo has been transferred, your instinct is not to, okay? And I would say that that instinct, that initial worry, that panic of, oh my goodness, I don't want to accidentally drop my embryo, is a running theme throughout the two-week wait. Everything that you end up doing afterwards is kind of dictated by the fact that you are hyper aware that there is something incredibly precious that you are solely responsible for carrying. Which I just want to say before we go any further, if that baby wants to stick, it will stick. This was some brilliant advice that was given to us by our nurse. She said, to be honest, Miranda, you could go on a hike up a mountain, right? And if that baby wants to stay, it will stay. It's not your fault if the embryo transfer doesn't work. Like, it's not like you need to look back and say, oh my goodness, like, I I did a little bit of, like, light work in the garden. I shouldn't have done that. Like, I, I don't want people panicking but naturally you are just going to be super aware that your body is currently doing something really important but then one of the reasons that they tell you to rest so much is in case it does go wrong you can't look back in hindsight and think oh i wish i hadn't gone and i don't know hiked up mount everest yeah exactly like perhaps not mount everest because that (laughs) that is very strenuous getting to the top of mount everest after doing it within a two-week wait is pretty impressive i think (laughs) but like it's you know don't panic too much if you realise that you carried a shopping bag in. Don't yeah. panic too much if you think, oh, I sneezed, like, I'm, it's not going to come out. If it wants to be there, it will be there. And the same thing goes for natural pregnancies as well. Yes. Like, people get pregnant and then get on with their lives as normal. They have no idea. Doing, like, quite labour-intensive jobs and then end up getting pregnant. So, you know, just because it's an IVF embryo transfer, obviously, as with everything with IVF, this baby is like extra wanted because in order to get to the position where you're having IVF, there has to be a reason why having a baby is difficult. Mm -hmm. So naturally, the emotional journey you go through is different. But like I say, the best thing to do is regardless of whether it would stick or not, is just to rest yeah look after yourself i think that is the best advice we're going to give lots of advice in this episode but i think that is the best advice that we can offer you just wrap yourself up in cotton wool you don't want to look back and have any regrets and you just want to give your body the opportunity to have a chill it has been through a lot you know you've been injecting yourself or your partner's been injecting you you did egg retrieval you're probably still pretty bloated uh so take this time just to like I don't know, ask your partner to do the shopping instead or like order takeaways in because you can't be bothered to cook, all that kind of stuff. Stay in bed a little bit longer. I actually took a week off. I had a week off from um, the, so our embryo transfer was on the Monday and my last day of work was the Friday. So I had obviously Saturday, Sunday off in preparation and then embryo transfer and then I was off for a further week. And that I personally think was genius. I wasn't going to do it. I, I, yeah, my, I'm a radio presenter, so my job isn't particularly like strenuous. So I was like, no, nah, it's fine. I'll keep working. I'm so glad I took that time off. It was the right decision. In the vein of giving advice, because that's what we're kind of doing with this episode, I should specify the woman who asked for us to create this particular episode theme. Um, she was 
asking about how you got through it. You know, like how, what were your coping mechanisms? What were your little tips and tricks? Um, so the next thing that I am going to say, which almost sounds like a mild contradiction, but it's not, is do let yourself go on the occasional gentle walk. I don't mean like a crazy one, but we were staying at my parents' house when we did IVF and they have these lovely allotments at the back of their garden. And we would just go for like a little gentle stroll up the allotments and back down. So all in all, it was probably like a 10, 15 minute walk. It wasn't too long at all. Um, but you know, it just gets your blood pumping. It helps your digestive system move. TMI warning incoming. I was incredibly constipated. I don't care about oversharing anymore, but the drugs, the pessaries, everything, the uh, all the heavy med sedation etc post egg retrieval they block you up so you want to help yourself in that department as best you can and gentle walks as well as just being good for your mind and soul as hippie as that sounds is good for your gut yeah that's one of the things that i would say as well because your body is doing this incredible thing now that it's been you know handed over to from science it's so important that emotionally and like mentally you're in a good place Happy mum, happy baby. Oh, yeah, we right? keep talking about the happy hormones. But don't it's we? so important, isn't it? Like yeah. remaining positive through everything and making sure that all this stuff that's going on, you know, if you think, oh, I just was really sad and miserable, that's not going to necessarily affect the baby. But, it, you know, in hindsight, if you look back on it and you had a lovely couple of weeks and that baby was given the best opportunity it could do to bed in, how much happier are you going to be when it works? Do you remember this? Oh. has literally just popped into my head, Go pointing on. at Tristan. Um, I had like a proper laughing fit. Something happened. Well, my siblings really funny. Like we were laughing, we were in stitches. And then I was worried about having, because I was sort of tensing up my abs and stuff. I was worried about hurting the embryo. Can you remember? Yeah, we were in your living room at your parents' house and something happened and you were you were like crying with laughter. Oh, do you know when you get these moments in life where you're like, you're ready to roll on the floor? Yeah. But then in like my moment of panic where I was like, oh, she's been laughing. I Googled it and... A website, obviously, to, you know, take the, not everything we say on here is gospel, but said that laughter and happiness is such a good thing to have during that two-week wait. In this moment where everything about you is just so on edge, it's really important to make sure that you are remaining positive and having those moments where you can laugh, like enjoying yourself. If you've got a week off, you know, put some funny films on, you know, yeah, that was do one some of the funny things, things. Yeah, that's one of the things that I saw, a piece of advice that says after embryo transfer, watch a funny film. Yeah, I've been mean, really random, but I mean, it's hardly a chore. Go for it. Like, if 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 happy hormones, and we're saying hormones, you know, if if happyness within your mind and body and soul, uh, it's it's not exactly an arduous task, is it? And just quickly before we move on from the topic of constipation, uh, please eat a lot of fiber. <laughs> just don't let yourself get too blocked up. What's your um, fiber of choice? What was I having? Oh, I was having dates. My mum went to Tesco and bought me a massive bag of dates and I was having a lot of those. Was it me and Imogen, your sister, who did like eight dates like a Bush Tucker trial because we hadn't had them before? <laughs> yeah. We were there and <laughs> I was so did. on edge. I was like, I've never had this before. What's it going to be like? You know, like I'm a celebrity. Yeah. When they put like a cockroach in their mouth and it's like... like a kangaroo testicle. Yeah, but I was, you know, I did it. I yeah. very proud of myself. Well, I, I mean, it is only a date. It's just a fat raisin. <laughs> yeah, that's literally a little bit squidgier. You were worried it was going to pop like a tomato and like splurt in your mouth. It doesn't. Anyway, there you go. Dates, that's a recommendation for you. Um, you can call up your clinic and ask them about stool softeners. We just decided to not use those. We just didn't want to put anything into my body that maybe we didn't necessarily need to put in just to be on the safer side. Um, so yeah, natural remedies were our go-to. 
I think it makes perfect sense to now mention the P word. No, it's not penis. I know you're used to saying things like that because it's just you, baby. Tristan's shaking his head. I just didn't know what was coming then. Pineapple. There it is. I just thought penis was quite funny because, you know, we talk about things like balls, so it just makes sense. It's what everyone expects. Well, clearly you didn't expect it. I'm sorry, I just offended your ears. Um, But yeah, I ate pineapple before embryo transfer after embryo transfer and probably a couple of times for breakfast within the two week wait. Uh, you can read into this online, whether it's superstition or rooted in fact, I don't really know, but the pineapple is a massive icon, a beacon of hope within the fertility community. Lots of women pose with like pineapples and stuff on their socials if they're documenting their journey. Um, so yeah, I ate a lot of pineapple. I like pineapple, mm-hmm. but isn't it true that pineapple has an enzyme in it that, like, breaks down your tongue? That's why you get tingly tongue. Yeah, that burns afterwards. Actually, Ooh. it kind of hurts. Yeah. I mean, <sighs> still eat it because, you know, do we wait? delicious. It's wonderful and especially cold. Cold pineapple. Oh. Now I'm really craving some. Oh. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. No. Oh, this is that pregnancy craving, isn't it? Well, it's 8pm mm. on a Sunday evening. <laughs> We're not okay, if you anyway. can tell me where to get a pineapple, I'll go and get you one. But I don't <laughs> think there's many places open right now. Also, shout out to everyone who just recognised that we are literally recording this at the last minute yet again. They had a girl message me the other day laughing at me because in an episode we were like... Guys, we're recording on a Wednesday. It's so organised of us. And then, like, the following Sunday, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> old habits die hard. <laughs> she was like, ha, ha, made me laugh. Before we get on to the more, like, emotional sort of mental side of things, I'm just going to carry on with a couple of the real 
physical stuff, the tips and tricks that I'm going to pass on to you. Uh, mentioned this in a previous episode, but I kept my feet warm. Right now in the UK, it's absolutely boiling, but this podcast is going to be up for years and years to come. Uh, so you might be doing IVF or ICSI in winter, in which case, yeah, keep your feet warm. Invest in a really nice pair of slippers. I mean, who doesn't want a cute pair of fluffy slippers? Uh, it was just another tip that was given to me. I think good circulation is supposed to help, maybe. I don't know. Please, I'm not a doctor. Don't quote me. Um, but that was something that I did. And then I also didn't have too hot a shower. Tris will vouch that I'm one of those people <laughs> who bathes in lava. I like the heat. I like to feel my skin burn, much like a pineapple does to your tongue. Yeah, yeah. I like the water on my skin to tingle. Um, but I just turned the temperature down a little bit. Which at your parents' house is no mean feat. Yeah, because <laughs> the shower's always bloody broken. Oh, oh my God, my poor parents. My mum listens to this and she'll roll her eyes when she hears that the shower has gotten a mention. <laughs> oh my God, it's not their fault. They have the most beautiful beautiful like edwardian style bathroom honestly it's gorgeous these lovely blue green tiles and it's just lovely but the shower is the most temperamental piece of shit <laughs> the shower is as temperamental as all printers ever yeah oh my god tell everyone your theory i have a theory that printers are made to not last. Yeah, to break. I've never had a printer that lasted more than six months. Have you? Message us on Instagram. Miranda.burns, Tristan.hall. Ever had a printer that's lasted? I don't think so. Or a shower. Yeah, or a... No, actually, a lot well, of showers. No, that's I, just my... I think most showers last more than six months. I think that's just my poor family. It's not that old. Oh, We've just had some real bad luck. Yeah. Can, I, can we describe the way of turning on the shower? So there are several different ways to do it. The first thing we discovered was that you turn it all the way to cold, turn it on and then it'll come on cold and then you make it hotter. But if you make it too hot too quickly, it then turns off. <laughs> the other way is if that doesn't work, you take off the m- removable head piece. Yeah, like the handheld bit yeah. that you used to wash like a baby's and, head. And turn it on and swing that down and the, 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 the motion... The physics? Whatever it is with that then kicks the shower in. Um, and when that doesn't work, then you you just you just bath. It's like a little secret handshake, isn't it? Or we were saying it was like some kind of voodoo, like dance or sacrificial ceremony that we were having to do, like make offerings up to the shower gods. So please let me watch. Why do you not work? Ah. So yeah, it just makes a very valid point. Uh, trying to make the shower cool. You're just grateful for what you get in my parents' house. Now that we've covered the physical side of things, so rest, uh, look after yourself, gentle walks, uh, you know, keep your feet warm, eat pineapple, etc. I think we should go on to the mental side of stuff because this is the slightly, arguably like heavier, I don't know. It's just that the heavier part of the whole two week wait because every single inch of your body is begging for this to work. And it's, it, you know, it's it's out of your control if it works, if it doesn't. There are little things that you can do, little tricks and tips from the IVF community. But yeah. So for me, I found it really good to split that period of time up into shorter periods of time and work through those. So we were quite lucky in that we had a week of it at your parents' house and then came back down to Winchester. So we had a week there and that week flew by because, you know, you're having fun with family and you had a week off work and I was finishing work and we just had the loveliest time. The following week, we then done in Winchester. By the time we got back to Winchester and our lives returned to normal, it was like, we've got like six days left. Oh, It was really, really it, quick. Yeah, I went fast. And I think that goes to the same for everything. So if you can imagine, you know, like it's like your weeks and weekends. So you split it up and you think, right, I've got three days left of work. Then I've got a weekend. You think three days there. But actually, when you think about those three plus the two, that's five days. It's almost a week of your time of this mm. two-week wait that you take up. So 
um, uh, mentally for anything you're doing, splitting it up makes it go faster and can make it seem easier to deal with as opposed to this long period of 14 days. Work out things that are happening in that two-week wait and work towards those. And every time you get to that, look towards the next thing. Yes. And before you know it, it'll be pregnancy test day. Genius. So it's like uh, it's like running a race, isn't it? Like hurdles mm-hmm. and getting over however many hurdles. Like you're, you're not going to anticipate what the whole race is going to be like if you're doing 400 meters. You want to break them up into like 100 meter stints. And within that, you've got three hurdles. Um, you've hit the nail on the head with sort of finding things to do. That was going to be my piece of advice. Uh, occupy your days. Um, there was a lovely lady who messaged me asking if I did bed rest for two days. If it's recommended by your clinic, obviously go for it. Ours didn't recommend that hence us saying about the gentle walks but if you are on bed rest for whatever reason uh please don't just lie in bed and think about stuff because that's how minutes will turn into hours hours will turn into days and everything will become so stressful so um i don't know get invested in a new tv series find a new book books are brilliant because in reading them you have to concentrate when you watch something you can kind of let your mind wander and you can find yourself kind of coming back to the same thoughts and feelings but if you're reading a book and you can get invested in this new world and these characters you can kill like two three hours that way you can you do you know what you two week wait you could give yourself a list you could say these are the three or four books that want to try and devour during my two-week wait and then any quiet moment that you have where you feel yourself suddenly start to think about the fact there might or might not be a baby growing inside you pick up a book give give yourself a distraction there was a great distraction for us uh, which is that it was the week that Tristan quit his job Uh, look at you being all freelance I'm so proud of you 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 brilliant you just you followed your morals and you stood your ground and you worked for a company that didn't give you time off for fertility treatment and you were like nope sorry not standing for that and I'm so proud of you look at me now look at you now you're flying he's brilliant Um, but yeah we actually threw Tris a good riddance horrible company party (laughs) it was that was exactly what we referred to it as. Yeah, that was on the Friday, wasn't it? So embryo transfer Monday, so five days into it. And that was brilliant because it was something to look forward to. It was like a little focus. I say party. It was just me, my mum, my dad, my sister, my brother and his girlfriend. So it wasn't wild. But we bought like decorations, didn't we? You had cocktails. I had yep, cocktails. I played got games. very drunk considering. Hey, I wondered if you were going to admit this on the podcast. Yeah, you want to listen to this. Basically, I, I hadn't drunk for like four or five months at this point. Because of sperm. Because of sperm. Um, and even when I drank last time, it was only like periodically because at the time we were thinking, you know, we're getting towards IVF. We want to improve our quality of sperm, yada, yada, yada. You know it all already. But I had my first proper drinks that day. <laughs> I said that day, that night. And I just want to say proper drinks was like two cocktails and two beers. Yeah, <laughs> but I had to, I had my two beers and I almost like, I think I like chopped the beers. I was like, no, yeah. no, not, not messing around with these. And then the cocktails were made and you made us lovely cocktails, but you couldn't taste them, could you? No, I, c- I couldn't even sample them to see if I'd got the measurements right. Exactly. And me and your sister discovered that you hadn't got the measurements right. So, you know, the the uh, the video of a woman making food or something and she's like, two shots of vodka and she yeah, just pours the vodka the in. That's what we did with these cocktails. Um, and, and I was just sitting there in your living room and I was like, I am battered <laughs> I, was like, I'm so, I was like this is not good like what what's going on we were playing these games and everyone was like hyper and excitable oh, so and Tris was just 
so invested and just getting really into it. It's weird though, because I didn't notice. Usually I notice if you've got accidentally drunk at my parents, because you know, they're very like hospitable people. You know, the kind of thing that you're having dinner, my dad's gonna offer you glasses of wine. They have gin and tonics in the evening. We don't drink a lot, but you know, if you're coming for a visit or having a party, they'll look after you. Usually I can tell if you've got accidentally drunk, but clearly my mind was on other things, probably baby. And I missed this. We got upstairs to bed and I was like, Miranda already drunk. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my God. So inappropriate. Your poor wife to be is stone cold sober looking after the future tra- child and you're just like, way. I always enjoy my good riddance horrible company party. Yeah. So. <laughs> But there you go. Obviously, please don't just drink. Um, But that was a wonderful distraction. It was almost like halfway through the two, you know, a little bit before, but the two week wait. So it was something to look forward to, something to plan, um, something to just, I don't know, we went to Tesco and we bought nice food and did like a little kind of dinner spread. Something like that. It doesn't have to be a party. It could be a movie night with your partner. You know, you can say, do you know what? We're going to binge the Harry Potter films. I mean, that would take days, but you know, you could do it over a week. Lord weekend. of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. You could binge Lord of the Rings. You could order pizza like we have. Hashtag Papa John's. If they want to sponsor this episode, they're not sponsoring this episode. Um, but yeah, all these kinds of things. Just keep yourself and your mind and you, you know, busy, 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 and distracted. There was also something quite lovely that Tristan did, uh, which is that he, bless him, did all the research on the statistics and the figures of how likely things were to work and how likely things were to fail. Um, I think at this point, you might have filled me in. I can't remember for definite. Um, But a lot of the time, if he found out a negative statistic, he shielded me from it. So you've put yourself into two camps. You might be the kind of person that is absolutely desperate to read everything that you can about the process. And that's fine. You do that. Um, But if you're in a relationship with somebody who maybe doesn't want to know, or like me personally, I'm such a warrior. So it would just do me better to not know those facts. Just shield them from them as best as you can. Um, And that for me personally, I thought was really helpful because, you know, (laughs) ignorance is bliss sometimes. And it's nice just to kind of get through day to day. Hello. Hello. Is this Tristan? Yeah, speaking. Hi, I'm downstairs at Papa John's. Oh, amazing. Thank you. Cheers, I'll be down in a second. Okay, nice. Is he gone? Oh, whoops. (laughs) I missed that. We need to change our doorbell. Now, during the two-week wait, you might kind of start to, to drive yourself crazy thinking about symptoms. Oh, yes. And that is something that I think you cannot avoid doing. Like, any little symptom you get, you're going to hang on to and, and pray that that is a, a sign that you are pregnant. Now, little things like pain and stuff are to be expected anyway. Yeah, bits of cramping. I got bits of cramping. Now, whether that was successful embryo transfer or whether it was just your ovaries letting themselves back down from where they were, like... Like a deflating like balloon. Like a deflating balloon. Um, we don't know. But there was one symptom that you had that was less of a symptom, more of a sign, uh-huh. um, because it was a physical, literal thing that happened. And that was... Are you talking about when I threw up in the sink? Yeah, Yeah, okay. So this happened two days before we were due to do our first pregnancy test. And I was in the bathroom and it was like 11 a.m. or something. And I don't know what came over me. Well, pregnancy came over me because I just hurled and I threw up in the sink. And there was a moment of being like, 
well, that's a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that happened? I've never been so excited to throw up before. I was like, this is a good thing. Do it again, buddy. Do it again. I think I might have even text my parents. But like, oh, I think I know. I text Imogen. I think I text my little sister and I said, don't tell anyone. I don't want them to get overexcited. But I just threw up in the sink. I was like, yes, yes, for vomit. Yay. The sink is your place of choice, isn't it? Do you know why? Because I got brought up um, by my parents throwing up in the sink. So... Were they what? So no, is it like okay? So lots, most people when they throw up go to the toilet. Yeah. yeah. When I was little, I was either given a like bowl. I think everybody right. has that bowl, um, or I was just told to go over the sink. And so I find it really difficult. In fact, I find it worse throwing up in the toilet because when I throw up in the toilet, I can just smell the toilet and it makes me like heave. There's been one instance of morning sickness. We've had quite a few um, this pregnancy, but there's been one instance where um, I was like, Tris wants me to throw up down the toilet, so I'll just go down the toilet because like, he always he's always like, there's chunks on the sink afterwards. You're oh, very, God. No, you are very... Really? Oh. What? Disgusting. Shall I not say this? Let you say it. Okay. Say it. Um, but I feel bad for you. I clean it up. It's fine. But I it just made the situation so much worse because I was throwing up, but then I was also throwing up because I was throwing up in the toilet and the smell of the toilet made me throw up even more. So yeah, not good. So I'm a sink throw upper. I'm so sorry if you have a phobia of being sick because a lot of people This do. has ruined the podcast for some people. Oh no. This is the last mention of sick we're going to do. Okay, yeah. I'm so sorry. We will never do it in any episode ever again. Bad Miranda. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. The final point I'm going to make, which might sound a little bit cheesy, but I don't care. We're going there. Uh, it's to rely on each other. All right, Uh, I'm going to assume most people will be in a relationship. If you're not in a relationship, if you're single and you're going through IVF, then whether it be a friend or your mum or your dad or your sibling, whatever, just have somebody that you talk to about all of this because it's really heavy. It's a really heavy, stressful thing to go through. And you might be the strongest person in the world, but you will probably have a moment where it all just becomes a little bit too much and you're terrified because there's so much weight and so much is hanging in the balance. And this is your life. This is your future. And you're allowed to have moments where you break down a little bit. So just don't bottle it up. Just talk to each other. Like me and Tris very quickly learned in our relationship that the way to a strong sort of foundation is just to talk and chat through everything, which is what we do. And it's obviously what we did throughout the two week wait. So if I had a little wobble, if Tris had a little wobble, although he was trying to guard me from his feelings, bless him, because he's a good egg. Um, yeah, I just think sharing and talking about it is the best possible therapy. I think that is a nice note to end on, don't you? Oh, yes. So that is it for today. If you like what you heard, the best way to support us is to leave a review. Please genuinely do share this with your friends, family, parents, guardians, Papa John's drivers, whoever it may be. (laughs) And don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Did he look really annoyed? He sounded annoyed on the phone. He had a helmet on. It was like that moment in Shrek when he first meets Fiona and she's like, hello, fair prince. And he (laughs) then takes it off and he's Shrek. What an obscure but brilliant reference. It's genius. But yeah, please do get involved. Next episode, I think we're going to be calling it One for the Lads. So this is for the blokes, the boys, the other halves, the people who are going through this IVF journey with you, um, who sometimes, I personally believe, don't really get a look in. And I don't think that's fair because that baby is 50% you and 50% him. So yeah, we would love if you could send us in any questions that you have 
obviously it will be anonymously uh, we won't mention your names on the podcast but um yeah you can message me miranda.burns on instagram if you would prefer though tristan you can message him instead yeah tristan.hall and whatever it is that you want us to talk about or any suggestions of things that you did that you find really helpful yeah. anything you wouldn't do anything you've done before because obviously a lot of people have been through rounds and rounds and rounds and that means you kind of get really good at working out what is the right thing to do mm. and what is the wrong thing to do so let me know what those things are and we will be sure to a shout you out and b if share you want your to tips. be shouted out specify if you want to be shouted yeah, out yeah let us know let us know if you want to use your full name yeah. or whatever <laughs> I don't want to name anybody that's mortified afterwards <laughs> Simon Amber no 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 I'm doing IVF god damn it Tristan uh, yeah and the other thing I would say as well if you're the partner so if you're sort of like the girl in the relationship and you want to ask something of Tristan or you want to you want to like have an answer that maybe your partner's not comfortable talking about yet then just literally throw them our way we would love to give out as much advice as we possibly can having sort of gone through this um, so yeah just to reiterate you can chat to us and see our faces over on Instagram Miranda.Burns Tristan.Hall and Test Tube Baby Pod Pod the podcast yay love you bye, bye. we're gonna eat our pizza now 